Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm here with Jeremiah Lee. We are with Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I am a certified financial planner as well as Jeremiah. He is also a certified financial planner, but he also has the additional distinction of being an attorney and he helps our clients with their legal affairs, estate planning and other contractual issues that require that kind of professionality. If you'd like to know more about our firm, and about the individuals within our firm, I suggest you go to our website. It's www.retirementunlimited.com. Or just simply call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week what we do is we divide our program into three parts. The first part is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today, Retirement Update, Jeremiah, we're going to talk about something that's really, you've spent your whole life up until this point training for. It's near and dear to my heart. It's estate planning. And no one one likes to talk about estate planning. No one likes to contemplate their own death. No one likes to, you know, kind of make those hard decisions. What we're talking about today, actually, is is kind of the checklist of items to be prepared for before you go in and meet with an attorney, before you go in and kind of put together an estate plan. These are the items you kind of need to think about. Mm-hmm. And the first one I just wanted to bring out there, the number we'll get to, but the first one is really something that most attorneys don't think about first. It, it's putting together a, a directory or even a, a roadmap, something that kind of is a snapshot of where all your stuff is. You know, where right. is there gold in a safe? Is there bank accounts? Um, do you own a home? Do you own land? And, and often it's it's a process to kind of pull out from the, the client to say, what, what do you have? Because different things can be planned for in different ways. Digital assets are something that is new to this time. It wasn't a it wasn't something that my parents or maybe your parents even thought about. Uh, for sure, it, it's fairly new within the last ten to twenty years. But it's something that most people don't even think about. That's right, and it's valuable. You know, some yeah. of it's just your personal photos are stored online. Um, some of it, people have operating businesses that they are are, are running on an online platform. And how do you continue that? So right. one, one thing that at Tricor that we do is, you know, because we are financial planning and kind of investment management, we have that snapshot. We see, you know, we, we part of the initial onboarding of a client is going through their whole life and kind of putting together that organization for them to say, here's all the bank accounts, here's digital assets, here's, um, you know, like I said, gold you have at home, here's bank accounts, here's investment accounts and getting that snapshot together. And that parlays really well into when we work with estate planning attorneys that we can say here, here are the assets. And that's helpful one to be able to plan for things uniquely. The other aspect is important to record that in a moment of time 
for the next generation to, right. to know where is everything. You know, if you have a safety deposit box, you know, there, there's some clients we deal with. The only reason they know is they found a key somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and once they found this key, they got to find the bank and they got to you know go run this down. So putting that together as part of your estate planning is really helpful to the next generation to kind of organize your life. And of course, this is an ongoing process. This isn't a, a one moment, but- Yeah, I've always said that, you know, like financial planning, it's not a product. And you know, if somebody who wants to solve your financial planning need with a sale of a particular product, it, and I, and I believe that financial planning is a process. It's ongoing. The same thing with estate planning. It is not a one and done type of thing, is it? No, it, it keeps going because you, you buy things, you sell things. But a number of, of folks that will look at their estate plan and say, well, we don't own any of these properties anymore. Like we, it used to be our life, but our life is now right. transferred. So I, I guess the first thing to get together is a little bit of a roadmap. And if you're working with a financial planner, hopefully they can do that, that heavy lifting for you. Uh, the next thing that, that I always have people want to think through is, is the beneficiaries of if something were to happen to you, wh- who would you like to benefit from that? Who, where do you want your stuff to go? And often it's, it's kids, you know, air, air apparent, you know, it right. generally goes that direction. Or spouse. I mean, yeah, yeah, spouse first. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget the spouse. <laughs> spouse first usually, and then, then kids. Yeah. But there's a number of clients that don't have kids or their, their kids are not in a position where the money would be beneficial to them. The parents feel it would be harmful to them. Um, or there's other people to take care of. There's brothers and sisters, you know, living parents. Um, so kind and of the, thing the other aspect too, I think before we leave that is oftentimes we find that there is a primary beneficiary, but there's no contingent beneficiary mm-hmm. listed. And it's something that we review. And I'm always surprised at how often nobody has taken that second step, because if the primary beneficiary that you've named dies before you, there's no direction. Yeah. And people say, well, I have a trust or I have a will. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. If you don't have enough people named, they're still living. Right. Another aspect that in that same vein of, of beneficiaries is often people think of their trust and, you know, it's just holding everything, right. you know, a trust can hold real, real estate. It can hold bank accounts, investment accounts, uh, things of that nature, but there's a lot of assets that, that people hold that do not go into trust. Mm-hmm. An example being an IRA or a 401k that you've rolled over, you know, those don't go into your trust generally, unless there's a special reason for them to, but, but generally they're, they're transferred from you to the beneficiary by that beneficiary designation. And that avoids probate and there's, but there's different issues with that. Yep. And people often, oftentimes they don't, I've, I've got a trust or I've got a will that's taken care of. And I said, no, your beneficiary designation trumps what's stated in your trust. Yep. So uh, it can create it. other problems if you're not followed through with it. Yeah. So. And that's, I mean, going back to the first time, that's the importance of having this holistic view for the mm-hmm. estate planning attorney you're working with. So they can see everything and not just, you know, give you a trust or get a mm-hmm. um, you know, legal zoom online, get a, get a trust put together. You want someone that can see your, your whole life, your specific life and really plan it for that. And I, and I want to make a comment here for our clients. We create a, um, a place where they can go and they can look at their balance sheet. They can look at where all the designations are. They can look at all the balances. And in most cases, if we get it set up, right, it's linked. So therefore the balances are, are current. Now there's certain mm-hmm. assets like real estate and other like business ownership isn't going to update on a continual basis because you know that's that's subject to whatever the client decides that value is. But it gives them a place that they can go and it gives a constant updating and again that mastery directory that we're talking about. Yeah, that's re- really helpful and it even ha- plugs in with Zillow so we'll take right. their their home, their investment properties and keep those values current. It's kind of a dashboard and clients right. really enjoy using that. Um, the, the next thing is to think about is if you have young kids, guardians. Um, often, you know, a couple will look at each other and say, and Susie, yeah, yeah, and and Susie, that's the one, but to really think through that, to say, if something were to happen to you today, who would you want to care for your kids? You can Mm -hmm. designate that in in a will or a separate writing here in California. Most people put it as part of their will. Um, and 
And the key thing is that this changes. You know, if you think about it today, maybe, right. you know, a, a couple who has young kids, maybe their parents are a great choice. They're around, they're active. But five, 10 years from now, those, those kids may not do so well if they lived at grandma and grandpa's because grandma mm-hmm. and grandpa may not be able to take care of them. So I always encourage people every five years, open your estate planning, look at it. If it makes sense, great, close it. If it doesn't make sense, make sure you make some updates to keep that current. Again, the process is so critically important that oftentimes people think it's a one and done. And I I always shudder a little bit because the client says, well, I think it's in a drawer someplace. Hmm. And I said, when's the last time you pulled it out and looked at it? Oh, when it was drafted. And that was 10, 15, 20 years ago at some point. That becomes a real problem, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, a lot's changed, especially yeah. when you think of guardians or beneficiaries or, or who is going to take care of things. So the last two I'll kind of touch on is kind of the healthcare and powers of attorney. Right. If something were to happen to you before you die, you know, you're still alive, you're just unable to make a choice for yourself. You know, that's part of the estate planning process is to get those types of documents in place. So there's a financial version that someone who needs to dip into your bank account to pay your mortgage, someone, someone who we trust to do that. And there's also the healthcare version, someone who, if you couldn't make a medical choice for yourself, who would you trust to make that choice? Often your spouse, you know, is right. the first one, but some that then goes to a sister or a, a brother or kids or parents, it, it, it kind of goes in all different directions. And, and thinking through those items are really helpful before you get in the office with an estate planning attorney. So we've touched on some, but not all of the things that you need to do in order to review your estate plan. And what I suggest to you, if you're considering either creating an estate plan or you want to have somebody just to update your plan, uh, we're available and give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. We'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about your planning process to help you make sure that everything gets put in the right place for the right people. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. We're, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people would just put the brakes on and say, no, I don't want any involvement with this. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about something that's, that's kind of like talking about the elephant in the room. Everybody sees it, but nobody wants to talk about it. And that's China. And China as an investment is, um, it has it has complexities at best is probably the best way to say that, huh? It is. Yeah, it's it's, you know, when you look 10 years from now, China is going to be here. You know, yep. China is going to be probably larger than it is today. The the stocks and the growth that their country is is uh, involved with right now is significant. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the recently, the last couple of years, they've not had the growth they had historically, but they still do. And, and people 
I think have to be careful of how do you invest in China? I mean, that, that's the question. How do you, do you, you know, have something on the Hong Kong stock exchange? Do you try and invest there? Uh, you know, how do they get involved with this? And are they, do they know what they're doing? You know, yeah. And, and with the political and regulatory upheaval that's occurred recently, uh, China has become more of a dangerous place. Now, COVID brought out that we are more dependent upon China for the supply chain. And there's a lot of companies that are starting to reevaluate where their supply chain should originate from. And then China, there's some pushback again on, um, we accuse them of doing some human rights issues. They accuse us of being bullying them on this or that. So there's always that competition that's in the air. None of us want to pull out a gun and start shooting each other because I don't think that's the best outcome. But at the same point in time, they're, they're, they have an adversarial role with us to some that's degree. Right. That's right. And for the average investor, you're saying, how do I, if I believe that China will exist, I believe they're going to be a good trading partner. We're, we're going to get through the political aspects of it. How do I have my money, you know, benefiting from the growth of China and the U.S. together? How, how do we make this work? And one option that people have at times done is there's multinational companies that are out of Hong Kong or out of China, and they are listed on the U.S. stock exchange. Right. And some people have said, that's the ticket. That's what I'll do. You know, even though they're listed overseas, they're also listed here. That's I'll my buy, Dorian. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy that one. I can buy it on my Fidelity platform or whatever it is. Um, and, and one of the ones that, that some people know, some people don't. But uh, China Mobile this last year, um, they were listed on the U.S. stock exchange, and, and it's one of the biggest telecommunication companies in China. I mean, it's it's not a small startup. Right, right. They're multinational, but but with that, because of Trump's executive order, they were delisted. And so in that moment, a lot of institutional investors were able to do what's called a swap or otherwise get exit their positions right. in that company. However, there's a lot of individual investors who, who didn't get out. And now they have a holding in a company that's now delisted on their stock exchange. And it kind of left them kind of up a creek without a paddle. And it left them left them literally. I mean, you I mean, they had no other options. They had stocks they couldn't sell. I mean, yeah. they were they were stuck. And man. Again, you have to remember that America and the New York Stock Exchange and our exchanges, we are the 900 pound gorilla in the world. And if we get delisted, and this came became by, this was a political thing. This yeah. was a delisting by executive order. It came out of the blue. Now there was kind of saber rattling or there was noise ahead of time. So people could kind of become aware, but there's a lot of good companies in China that frankly, China has, has kind of done a regulatory takeover, so to speak. And they're saying, you know, we, we don't want you to do what you're doing. Yeah. And they're starting to have more of a presence there. And we've seen a lot of these, like, like the Alibaba, for example, is, is a company that's similar to, you know, our companies here, the large internet based companies. And uh, they, they got hammered. Their, yeah. their stock is way down. Yep. Yeah. And with that, I mean, it kind of leads us to what, what is the average investor to do? You know, buying a multinational that's here and there may not, may not be the best idea. It could be, but it may not be. Um, and going over and, and trying to buy directly on the Chinese stock exchange also may not be them. So I guess what are some options that we do or that people have that we advise clients to do? Yeah, and I think I think the uh, we've talked about this in previous programs. We have some of the best minds in the world that are supporting what we do. And these people, some of these people are rooted in uh, the Asian market and they understand not only the politics, but also the culture. And they have the ability to go in and analyze whether or not a company is worthy of owning some of its shares. One of the biggest problems that China has been called out on is their accounting. They have um, what, what, you, what you and I would refer to as some, they're cooking the books. And we don't know if the numbers and the profitability that's being stated publicly are true numbers. And that, that becomes, that's where you have to have a professional go in, somebody who has a really good understanding, who has the ability to break out and pull out those numbers, say, yes, this is true, or no, it's not. And it's, it's really important to be able to sort out 
the wheat from the chaff on that situation. That's right. And a lot of the, the resources that we, we have specific people we work with, but we also, there's a number of, of ETF, these exchange traded funds that have these professionals that are focused on China mm-hmm. and that are buying, you know, Chinese stock in Chinese companies that, that is really high quality. And they, they bundle up into an ETF. And that ETF is then traded on the US stock exchange that people can buy and sell. And the risk being that if, if one company is delisted or one company has um, some sort of a, a hindrance politically, you know, there's a political problem and it, their stock value drops, you're diversified already. So it's, it's a way to pick up exposure to China generally, knowing that the, the people who are managing those ETFs and those funds, they're, they're doing their homework. They're doing the legwork of, of picking the actual stocks, but it's giving you exposure to that potential growth. Yeah, most investors have what I refer to as home-based bias. In other words, they would prefer to buy from the country that they're in. You see that with European investors. You see that with Japanese investors, as well as for American. So the question is, should we invest in China? And the answer is, yes, I think you should invest in China. And I think, but you don't go in it alone. You go in with, with a proper due diligence and investigation that will hopefully come out with, again, diversified portfolio structure, so that you can take advantage of the growth that China will have going forward. So anyway, again, at the end of the day, I think that we've got some, um, you know, it's not just fire. We're not trying to put our fingers in the fire and get burnt because the fire is attractive to us. I think China has real opportunity as the world has opportunity. And as stock values and other values reach a peak in value, you may want to t- start taking a good hard look at a world position instead of just a domestic position because values are cheaper in a lot of these other countries, China just being one. And again, the whole world is should be available to you as an investor and making a choice saying, I'm only going to invest in American companies. I'm only going to do it here in my, in my own boundaries. I think ultimately that will reduce your potential return on capital. So anyway. Um, if you'd like to know more about our research and what we do in order to disseminate and to break apart those kinds of things that we would recommend to our clients, um, give us a call. We'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Phone number here is 951-684-7011. Uh, remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as News You Can Use. See, this is an article, Jeremiah, I read, and I, you know, I'm older than you. So I've, I've gone through nutritionists, I've gone to dietitians, I've gone, I've read, I've gone to stores trying to pick out what is the right diet for me. And of course, um, <laughs> you talk to doctors, and I, I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of clients that are physicians, 
And most of them think that nutrition is kind of just a kind of a snake oil by and large. Mm. And they're really not a big, uh, big believer in it. Now, this article here talks about precision nutrition is on the rise and it talks about your gut. I think this is interesting. They try to actually take out the microorganisms and and determine what food is best for you. And in some cases, they found even identical twins have different micro microorganisms within their within their gut. I, I don't know. What do you I mean, the article is kind of revealing things. I think this is fascinating. I, I think yeah. we're going to see leaps and bounds in, in medical in the next decade, which we already right. are. But part of it being a nutrition-based medical, I mean, Kaiser Permanente has their their whole thing is, is the preventative care. And I think right. a big part of that for Americans, at least, I mean, the whole, the whole world, but especially Americans, is diet-based. Right. And, and I, is someone near and dear to my heart, I, I think eating odd things and, and trying new diets is, is fun. Um, I'm, never in, try, I'm never trying to diet in the sense of losing weight, but just to see what's best. For example, I was, you know, my wife and I were vegetarian for a few months just to give it a try. Uh, we've done whole 30, which is kind of a real restrictive eating for 30 days. And you right. slowly put back in different foods and see how your body responds. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is anecdotal evidence and how you feel. But but this article that you brought, I mean, it, it's really taking science to that. It's right. saying, you know, the bacteria in your gut specifically, uh, based on your genetics, as well as your whole life before that, it is really good at digesting X, Y, or Z. And it's really poor at, at digesting this other thing and creating potentially what could be a diet that's somewhat custom to you. Yeah. And again, I, I, I always go back to what's on the bookshelf and it, there is no shortage of new books mm-hmm. on what to eat and what you're supposed to put in your mouth because it's going to be the wonder food yeah. and make your life so much better and different. But I do believe that um, food by and large within our country is too processed. It's, it's too easy to grab something sugary and throw it. And I, and I have to admit when I see a young child with a, with a big, mm-hmm you know, big, you know, whatever, a gulp or whatever you mm-hmm. call these things. And I know that it's just full of sugar. You yeah. know, I'm thinking this is not good for that child. It's not good for anybody, frankly, but you can't change overnight the heat, the eating uh, habits of, you know, the American populace. This article talks about trying to design a what's best for you specifically. Yeah. yeah and it used to be years ago that we couldn't be that granule. You know, we, right. we couldn't say just, you just had to say, you know, male of this age of this weight, therefore this is your diet. Um, however, now with these, they're using basically the, the, the DNA testing that we have been working on you know, the last two decades, probably of, right. of having that as a resource and now seeing these, the ability to do these tests, the ability is to find out what's actually in your gut, the, the cost of that, the effort that's coming down. There's a, comp- a couple of companies listed in this article that basically send at home test kits, right? You know, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you use them, but you take their test kit and I think someone was blood. So I don't think was, we can describe how you yeah, use them completely over the air. I didn't, I didn't go that far, <laughs> but I think one of them was, I think a blood test. One of them had some saliva aspects to it, um, but you then send them back to their labs and they run this test and they're able to come back and say, here is, you know, your, um, the diet that would make sense for you. So I, I think it's interesting. I, I think the hard part is you would probably get anecdotal feelings. Hey, I mm-hmm. feel better today. Right. But often if people, you know, eat less sugar, um, you know, drink less alcohol, they feel better the next day. And we all know that, but then how do you incorporate that into a regular diet? Yeah. And I think everybody's looking for a pill uh, that will change their makeup, uh, their, their body and, and be that, that easy solution. And I'm not suggesting that this is the end all, but I'm saying is that for those of you that are interested in diet, you know, we'll send you this article. It's called Precision Nutrition is on the Rise. It's an article that was published in the Wall Street Journal back in June of this year. And I've kept it because it had it had some significance. And I think that for some of our listeners, this might be something that they would be very interested in. 
It talks about two different companies in here that uh, are still that you could reach out to and actually do this testing if you have some interest in doing it. And if you'd like to have more information about this, just ask for this article or anything else that we've talked about on the program today. I really uh, suggest that you give us a call 951-684-7011 or just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.